0: Welcome back to another ongoing series of Shiur and daf Yomi. We are now at the very bottom of daf chet amubet in Masachet Ketubot, and we'll going, be going to the exact end of daf chet amubet in this podcast. And uh, it is a uh, sugya, or the beginning of a sugya, which um, in a normal study would be done over the course of several weeks, likely. Uh, but in the context of daf Yomi actually plays out to be a relatively brief shiur. And that is known as the very famous sugiah, which is known as Petach Patuach. Uh, so we'll just begin here, and the association with our Mishnah will be quite obvious from the get-go. Amar Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar here is the Amora Rabbi Elazar. He says as follows, So, Omer Petach Matzati. so this is a chatan who comes and makes the claim that Petach Patuach Matzati, meaning that I found her not to be a betulah. Naaman he is believed for purposes of saying she's sur to him, meaning that if we follow the reasoning of his claim, and we are, as I put on the page, assuming two things. We're assuming, first of all, that he's telling the truth. We're also assuming that he understands what it is that he found and what he's describing. Um, that his Naaman means that following his claim the assumption is that she had relations with someone before Nisuin, but after Kidushin, which is considered Mi'uf, which, of course, Midoraita prohibits her to ever be with him, and therefore he is believed to, to prohibit her on him. Now let's see, first of all, why that is. Given those two premises, that we believe what he's saying and believes he knows what he's talking about, nonetheless, mice Sfek fakes fakeahu. And this, by the way, is one of the central sugyot of the whole time, ta- uh, the, uh, discussion of Sveik Sveika, of what we might call a double doubt, although it's not really accurate, uh, and which appears prominently in the Shachs, Kuntras uh, HaSveikot, and, um, and many of the other works uh, authored by the, sort of the Achronim about the issue of Sveik Feka, and of course prominently appears in the Shev Shmata. Sveik, why is it a Sveik Because first of all, Sveik Tachtav, ein Eintachtav. The first safek is... Assuming that she really did have biya, maybe it happened before she was betrothed to him, in which case it doesn't affect us at all. So perhaps it was tachtav, meaning while she was already betrothed, safek in tachtav. The intakes know about tachtav, and even if it was tachtav, safek bonus, safek Maybe it happened against her will, we would call a rape, in which case she is not prohibited to it. So now, the halacha is that it's fake, sfek amutar, meaning a safek to uh a Safek and something involving a law that's Doraita, we go to the Chumrah, where Machner and the issue of Isher, bala is an Isher Doraita. However, in the case where it's a Sveik, Sveika, which means that even if you follow one of the uh, two options, which we're going to consider right now even options, uh, that perhaps it was Tachtav and not Tachtav, and one of them would prohibit and the other would permit, even when you follow the, the line of thinking that prohibits, even there... There's two different options, only one of which will prohibit. That's called a fake sfeik sfeikah. So now, even if you follow the line of reasoning, the line of argumentation that the znut was tachtav, sfeik safek sfeik right? And now baonis, she'll still be mutar to him. So So the answer is, oh, we're talking about a case of an eshet kohen. Uh, and remember, an eshet kohen, as Rashi points out, is also prohibited to her husband, even if it was baonis. The other possibility is, Israel, and it could be a normal case. That the kiddush shouldn't happen before she was bad gimel, which means that any bia that happened automatically had to have happened after that point, and therefore any bia will be tahtav, and the only safek will be on a and therefore it's safek echad. Once we've established that, then the question is, my Kamashwala, what's that teaching us? After all, we have a bright up. It seems to establish the same principle. Tanina. Ha'omer Isha, and in a minute we'll see what that principle is. Ha'omer Isha ki A man comes into a woman and says, I was Makadishu. She says, I don't know who you are. What's the result? She could marry his brother, she could marry his father, she could marry his son. He may not marry her sister, he may not marry her mother, he may not marry her daughter. In other words, from his perspective, she is somebody who is Makadish, and therefore he, all of the isurim that apply to the relatives, somebody who is Makadish apply there. However, as far as she's concerned, and there's no A-D-M here, obviously, as far as she's concerned, he was not Mekaddisher, therefore she is not affected in any way. This is something that the Gemara later will call, and showing her adopt the phrase, Shavya Anafsha ha-di-isura, or in this case, Shavya anafshe ha-di-isura he is declaring her to be something that's Asur. Just like you can do with a neder and some of the, um, the approaches to this is that it's some sort of a neder where he's saying, you know, something that's really mutar, I'm declaring it to be Asur. So when he says patach patuach, all that Rebbe means to say is that she is Asur to him as if he's declared her to be Asur, meaning that she cannot be affected in any way, has divorced or give her a ketubah, folk ketubah, etc. However, um, his statement does have to be taken seriously vis-a-vis him, and he is not forced to continue living with it. Now, ma'udetema, why is it that the, the B'right about Kiddash is not good enough? Because ma'udetema, hatam divadai kimle. In that case, according to his story, he knows what he's talking about. He knows who he's with Kaddish. But here, in our case, maybe he really doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, maybe he doesn't know what a pata is. Maybe he doesn't understand that. Kamash and therefore, Rabbi Lazar is teaching us that in such a case, he does have credibility, meaning to, to not only trust that we believe him to be honest, but also credibility that he knows what he's talking about. Good. So now, since when did Rabbi Lazar say that in such a case a woman could become Asur to her husband? He makes a very enigmatic statement. He said the only way that a woman could become Asura to her husband. Is through Kino Yustira, little introduction, which I did not, not put on the page. The famous parsha in uh, Bamidbar Hay uh, about a sota is about a woman who we have reason to be concerned that she was having an affair. And why do we have such reason? Uh, why do we have such concerns? Because first of all, her husband was already Mekanela, which means her husband already warned her, likely in front of witnesses, Machloket Me Mishnan Sota. But he warned her about being secluded with a particular man. Then we have witnesses that she was secluded with that man. And only in such a case can she become then a surah al-ba'ala as a sota. And then he throws in these two words, which evidently, as we'll see, play out in the Gemara, is a reference to David and Bat So wait, the Gemara says, we can't take that statement of face value anyways. But think about it. You think the story of David and of started with Uriah before he went to the front saying, I'm warning you not to hang around with that David, and then as witnesses, they were together? owed me Asura. And by the way, Bathsheba was not Asura with David. She was uh, allowed to marry him. Indeed, uh, their union later, later bore uh, the future King Shlomo. So the answer is Halokasha. We're going to fix the language as follows. This is not a problem. Hachikavah. This is what Urbalahzer meant. The only way that a woman can become a surah to her husband is through a surah not like the story of David and Batsheba, but which we infer from the story of David and Batsheba because there there was no surah below surah you see David and Batsheba were not a surah a surah to each other, Batsheba was not a surah to David and he says because there was no surah to Batsheba nonetheless the whole statement doesn't make sense you're going to tell me that, uh, that according to this, only Kino and Stira, meaning the warning and the t- testimony that they were secluded, will be enough to prohibit her. But if the guy claims Petach Patuach, it's not, which is a, a direct contradiction within Rabbi Lazar. But let's think about how improbable that is, because V'litamech, following the reasoning of taking the repaired statement of Rabbi Lazar, as we just repaired it, by taking it as a complete statement, are you going to say the only way a woman can become a surah to her husband is a surah? What if there's witnesses who saw the, her and this other man having relations? Obviously she's a surah to her husband. What did Rebbe really say? A woman can only become a surah to her husband through one witness, two witnesses certainly. But she cannot become a sotah through one witness, but rather with two. But one unique feature is, if you have kinu and stira, as the Goran Sota says, raglayim ladavar, there's substantial reason to be concerned afilu nami. The way that Sota plays out is that there are witnesses. We take the optimal circumstance. Not none of us optimal, but the uh, should we say uh, all the chumroth. You have witnesses that he warned her. About a seclusion with a particular man, and witnesses that she was in seclusion with that same man for long enough for something to take place, being a chlok about how long that is, and then one witness who claims to actually have seen them consummate their, this relationship, right? Then, Erechad, she becomes a surah to her husband until they go through the process process, and then one thing or another happens. Now, and then, and the other statement of Herbalazra says, Petah Patuach, he's believed, Kishne Dami, that's the same as Shne why is Petach Patoach Because Petach Patoach is now not external testimony, but rather his own statement about it. And again, in Rabbi Lazar's world, we're not claiming that she really did anything wrong objectively, such that she would lose the Ktuba or in any other way lose. But rather, he's making such a claim, so vis-a-vis him, it's got to be considered just like the case with his claim that he was Mekadish a girl, and how that affects him. Now, parenthetically, the Gemara asks, why was David and Batsheba, why were David and Batsheba allowed to continue the relationship? So why didn't they prohibit Batsheba to David? So one answer given is, And in that case, Batsheba was uh, was really raped. Now, the reality is, if you read Shmuel Bet, Parakid Aleph, uh, you'll see that that's not the case. However, one could certainly make the argument that a simple citizen being brought to the king Really, uh, is not in a position to, to say no. The Ibai, one could argue that I'm not saying, I'm not saying we do still accept it, but the the argument that it's honest could be advanced. The, teima, the other way to look at it is the famous sugya from the sugya in Shabbat uh, Hey about David His statement there is David Get k-tut 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 That anyone who would go out to the wars of Beit David would write a get, and the way that the Rishonim developed it is that he would write a get that would be retroactive if he didn't come back from war to prevent the issue of an MIA, uh, his wife, turning into an aguna. The words that come from, Dichtiv, Ve'et vet arubatam tikach. Now, it's, we have to be clear about where this is coming from. This is the story when David is a young kid, and his father sends him to go see the war that his three elder brothers are at, and see how they're doing, and to go bring them food, and bring food for their captain, and go check your brothers. And the literal translation is, bring back a guarantee, meaning, bring back something that tells me they're really alive. But the drush on it is, by the way, this is the wars of Shaul, that which connects him to her. In other words, go back and grab the Kedushim back, as it were. In other words, go and get a get from them, which is Al tonight. Now, there's several problems with this drashah, and I'll only address them very quickly. One of them is that the statement is, Calling saying, David, Ged and the proof is brought not from a war of the house of David, but rather from a war in which David was only a participant at the last minute, of course, the hero of the day, the war in which he killed Goliath, and made his fame, but it was a war of Beit Shaul, or a war led by Shaul. That's first of all. Second of all, according to this, the get should have been written before they went out. It shouldn't be that they went out to war, and then the father said, Go and check on them and by the way, go get a get for them. But nonetheless, that's the drasha. But there was an understanding that when soldiers went out because of the problem of being an MIA, uh that they would write a get that was retroactive from a particular date, that if they didn't come back, then going back to that time. So the notion is that since David had relations with Batsheva while Uriah was out at war, and Uriah never came back and successfully returned home, because he refused to, and later when he went out to war he was killed, of course he was killed on his the the orders, therefore retroactively the get dates back from when he went out to war, and retroactively the case was not a case of, of adultery. Good. In any case, Amar Abaye. Af'an Amitani. Abaye, we return back to our main sugiah. Abaye says the principle that HaOmer Petach Patoch Matzati Ne'aman, Ne'aman for purposes of Le'osra, he says, is also found in our Mishnah. Petulani said the Yom Harvey. The Ravei and the Yom HaMish should be married on Wednesday, but not on a Thursday. Why? My time. Well, should we a Because we're afraid that if, we, if they get married on Thursday, it'll be all the way till Monday until there's a, a sitting of the team, a session of the team. By that time, he'll cool off. And that's because we want him, in case he finds something untoward, to come right away. Remember, we had the discussion, should the first be, a, be on Wednesday day or must it be Wednesday night? Because we're really concerned about leaving a small of a window uh, between when that first B.A. is and when the Beitin is in session, because of ikuridaita. Now, Uldamai, what's he coming to Beitin for? Either Netavlak Tuba, if it's because he wants to pair the Tuba, Netavlak, let him come in a week and pair. I mean, we're, we're not concerned about him cooling down. If he changes his mind, that's up to him. el The reason is because, in case there really is a problem, we want him to come, so that make sure that they will not have relations again, because they're Asur. Now, Udakai, Ta'in taana. And obviously he's coming on Thursday morning and making a claim. My love, the Kato'in isn't he coming and claiming patach patuach? Which means we're setting up this whole Takana for weddings to be on Wednesday because the guy should come on Thursday and say something. Isn't he going to say patach patuach? So obviously we've got to believe him, otherwise it's pointless. No, no, the Kato'in tanat I no, perhaps the next morning he's going to come and he's going to say, here is the Mapa, and you see that there is no Dam, and therefore you see that, and we'll see several cases later on in the paragraph like this, and therefore you see that she's not a betulah. Not because a petach Patoch, which is a very uh, difficult thing to pin down, as the Gemara raised, but rather Tanat Amim, which is a clearer claim. So, so is proof from our Mishnah to support Rabbi Elazar has been deflected. It doesn't mean Rabbi Elazar has been rejected, but it means there's no proof from our Mishnah. Now i review on Rashmuel. We're going to take this one step further. Shmuel says, This is a much bigger leap. He says that if a man comes and says the day afterwards, I found Petah Patuach, then she can be divorced and lose the tubah with the assumption there being that, the, that she really was Zonat Tachta, that she really had relations uh, with somebody else after she was already betrothed to him. So, Rav Yosef, my phone, Rabbi Yosef strangely seems surprised, saying, so what's, the, what's the news in this? Remember, we, we had this one, uh, in a couple days ago in the Sugya Berchat Erosin, actually in the last podcast, that in Eretz Yudah, they had a minhag, that the, um, that the couple, when they were betrothed, would be left in seclusion. And that's why, according to Rabbi Yudah, they make Berchat Chatanim there. So we have a bright that said, a Mishnah that says, if you eat, Eitz which is, uh, meaning if you have a celebration at your father in laws house, meaning of the father of your fiancé, there's no aiding there to testify that you were really separated from each other. later on, when you have your marriage, you can't come the next day and say, shenah betulah, because the assumption is that you're the one who made it not a because after all, you're in seclusion. Now notice, it's only in Yehuda that you can't make such a claim, ha Obviously, anywhere else where you really are separated until the wedding, you can make such a claim, which means such a claim is believed. Ulamai, what's the purpose? Elos, sraalav, if it's for purposes of revelaz or which is to say she's asura to me, Yudah, Milo, why can't you do it in Yudah? After all, that's Shavinav Sheikh Hatikha That's up to you. If you want to claim, look, I didn't have bia deal with her in Yudah, and this is the first Biyah, and I found Petah Patuch, then that's kind of up to him. It must be that in Galil, in words, or in Yehuda, if you had dim, you can make such a claim, and the result will be the you tuba. That's the next step. It can't be the because that really is up to him. For the ta'ana, So obviously he's making a claim. My love, the Kata'in Ta'ana, Petach Patuch, isn't he claiming Petach patuach, which proves that, that if he comes the next day and says, Petach Patoch matsati, and we have witnesses that the two of them we were never in seclusion from the moment of erusin until now, and that he's believed for purposes of having to lose the tubah. Lo, the damim. We rejected that. We rejected a his proof, which is that he comes simply with a claim of damim, which means that there was a mapa and there were no damim, and therefore it is a much stronger proof that indeed she uh, had been zonatachdabe and loses the Tuba So we will continue with more details on this sugya. In the next podcast, everyone should have a wonderful day.